name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s, and Erica went through a self-love journey, we created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. Hi guys, before we get to today's episode, we want to share how excited we are to offer our community 20% off their first order at Sakara with code XO Courageous. We have been big fans of the company for years, and the Sakara Life Organic Meal Delivery Program is based on a whole food, plant-rich diet that includes fresh, nutrient-dense, and delicious ingredients. It's perfect for those weeks you need a refresh or don't have time to meal prep. They also have a clean boutique, which offers delicious food forward bars, snacks, beauty water drops, and my personal favorite metabolism super powder, which works to fire up your metabolism, stabilize blood sugar, eliminate bloat and decrease puffiness. The naturally rich low sugar, dark chocolate flavor is perfect for smoothies or simply mixed with coffee and nut milk. I also regularly use the Sakar cookbook full of plant-rich recipes, which you can purchase on their website. Click the link in our show notes to visit sakara.com and use code XO courageous for 20% off your first order. We know you will love it as much as we do now onto the episode. Hi everybody. Welcome back to courageous wellness. We have a great conversation today with Dr. Shivani Gupta. Um, who's an Ayurvedic practitioner. And we talk, we go into many, many aspects of Ayurveda. So stay tuned for that. Um, but as usual, we're going to do our weekly updates first. And Erica, I know, um, you were, we were chatting kind of like before we were recording and you said, um, you've been dappling with using Sakara again. Um, yeah. Is there anything you want to share? Your updates? Yes. I mean, I have a couple updates. One is definitely Sakara, and you you really influenced me because you're such a good cook and chef and you really utilize the Sakara Sakara has a cookbook that's really excellent if anyone yeah, wants I do to check it. that out. And it's again, if anyone isn't familiar with Sakara, it's plant based, organic, gluten free, food forward, delicious culinary meals. It's a meal delivery service. Yeah. It's a meal delivery service. That's a long way of saying it, but it's, it's really special and different and it is a little pricey, but you really do get a lot of food and a lot of, um, plants, like a lot of vegetables, a lot of of greens, and, um, they really make delicious food that I certainly couldn't make on my own. And, in busier seasons, which I have been in, I really utilize meal delivery services. And one of my other favorites actually is no longer around, um, which is really sad. So I've been relying on Sakara a lot more and they deliver to all 50 states. But if anyone wants to try it, um, they offer two day, three day and five day breakfast, lunch and dinner meal deliveries. You can Mm -hmm. also just do lunch and dinner. But I think starting with the three day breakfast, lunch and dinner is a good place to start because you really get um, you get to taste the whole thing. And um, if you aren't like their breakfasts can be more savory, which I know some people are more sweet, aren't they? Excuse me. Yes. More sweet, not savory. Um, More sweet. You know, like it can be like yummy yogurt parfaits and 
donuts and muffins. And sometimes because I do like a more savory breakfast, I will save those for like a dessert, which is really fun. So yeah, so it's just really good, but you should definitely check them out and you can save 20% with XO Courageous. And they also have a online store with, um, delicious, uh, superfood products. So yeah. check out Sakara. I really like, um, their superfood powder, the metabolism, the metabolism. Sorry. Yeah. Not the superfood. It's the metabolism and it's, um, but it's chocolatey and it has like a bitter chocolate taste to it almost, which I really like a dark chocolate, but, um, it's really, they have a lot of ingredients that are really like supportive of gut health and it's wonderful to add into a latte, superfood latte, or I, I like to do protein lattes in the morning. So, um, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, can add like a, a nice richness. You can do it in smoothies too, if you prefer that. But if you want something warm, um, it's great for like to go into your protein latte in the morning. It's so um, good. That's how it's I also it. really good with cherries. If like, yeah. I don't like the combination of that with cherries dark, and bitter dark ooh, chocolate. Yeah. It's so good. Um, yeah. So that's my first update. The second update is something we were also talking about right before we recorded. So we're basically just continuing our conversation on recording. Um, I've recently started going to get manicures and pedicures again. And it was so funny because I, I didn't go during the pandemic. And then after the pandemic, I was like, oh, I can save money. I don't need to do this again. This can be a way I save money. But it's really been something I enjoy for my mental health. Like I didn't realize how much taking care of myself in that way of like a monthly like a manicure and pedicure. Kind of yeah, yeah. And just having good nails. It's it's done a lot for my mental health, which is really not something I realized. I, I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting. Just that act of like taking care of myself and having good nails is just making me feel great. But one thing I tried to do, which I'm glad I tried to do it. Some people when they're in a crisis, like cut their hair for me, I go crazy with my nails. That's what I've <laughs> learned in the last few months. So I got, um, I got tip extensions Yeah, and I did it for like maybe two months in a row and I love the look of them but they're going to go away tomorrow because I can't do anything with them. Girls with long nails. I don't know how you guys do it. No, I can't I put either. on necklaces. I can barely type. Can type? I can't, I yeah. barely, I can't open cans. I can't like open anything. So, um, yeah, that's just a really random update that's on my nail journey. Funny. Um, you know what? I've always kept my nails like below, like if my nails grow more than the length of my finger, like the tip of my finger, I have this weird thing where I like, I can't stand it. I think it's like, I don't know. I laugh. I think it's like from growing up in Jersey and my mom always had like nice extensions, but she played the piano and her nail would click the keys on the piano before her, like, you know what I mean? Like before her finger mm -hmm. and it was just like such a strange sensation to hear that. So I... I've never in my entire life done an extension. And I actually have stopped doing my nails too because gels ru like ruined. Them. I know. My nails were so healthy from like three years off of yeah. manicure, like like gels or yeah. bio gels or all these things. So and, I've gone know. all natural. I'm just like embracing it. You're um, the natural girl. And I'm here with like right now they're like rose pink nail extensions and chrome. You you've know, always but. been the more, you've always been the more like um fashion forward. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know expressive. if that's fashion forward, but like I said, I just realized like, you'll know the state of my mental health by my nails. Apparently because so something I've learned. So if about your myself. nails are really good, things aren't great mentally. <laughs> I think if my nails are kind of crazy, like I went like gold, like gold, gold, yeah, like chrome, that means I might be in a little bit of a crisis, but you know, like tomorrow I'm feeling much better now and I'm doing just like a classic big apple red for <laughs> summer, you know, like that's like, that's when you, you know, I'm doing, I'm, I'm in a good mental that's, state. That's but, really um, funny. Anyway. Yeah. So, but bye long nails. Anyway, this is such a random update. It's like, it is plant-based food and <laughs> toxic like nails. acrylic nails. Um, well, balance. you know, balance here. And actually it's a good segue into, we have this great conversation on learn a lot about Ayurveda today. Um, 
before we get to Dr. Shivani's uh, intro, I just want to remind everybody that this episode is brought to you by Milk and Honey. Um, we have a 20% off code for you to use at any of their spas on any of their spa services with the code CWPODCAST. That code is also good for 20% off your first purchase for their online boutique. And they carry so many different brands in addition to their own hyper clean products. They have uh, Super Goop, um, Osea Malibu, name, name some more. So many. Go check them out. And um you know, we're, we're longtime fans and, uh, also love all their spa services. And if you're in LA, Chicago, or Texas, you can check out their spa locations. So with that, should we get to the episode? Let's do it. And I just want to say, I just actually restocked on some, uh, milk and honey favorites, including, I just tried a, they had a super goop body glow oil, um, that has SPF in it. So I feel like it's a high SPF. So it's going to be like a fun little, once this June gloom ends in California, I'm excited to like put some super goop glow oil with SPF on my body. Anyway, um, we should get to the episode. So take us away, Allie. Yeah. So today, um, we have Dr. Shivani Gupta, who is an Ayurvedic practitioner and has studied Ayurveda in India and the U.S. over the past 20 years. She's also the founder of Fusionary Formulas, an Ayurvedic supplement company that is the perfect fusion of the right herbal formulations from ancient times fused with modern science to give us the maximum benefits. Now she works daily with physicians, including top orthopedic and spine surgeons, rheumatologists, and functional medicine doctors across the country to help patients from top CrossFit athletes to baby boomers, reduce chronic pain, acute and low-grade inflammation, prevent surgery, and optimize their health. Shivani also believes in a balanced approach to our health that combines the ancient wisdom of Ayurvedic herbs and diet with modern medicinal interventions. Today, we have a really informative conversation on Shivani's own journey to Ayurveda and wellness and deep dive into a discussion on doshas, imbalances, inflammation, and optimal health. And we hope you enjoy this conversation. Before we get to today's episode, we want to tell you a little bit about the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Erica and I are both certified integrative health coaches. I have advanced training in hormone health, and she has advanced training in gut health. And we offer health coaching and corporate coaching through the Courageous Wellness Collective. We continued our education and received certification through the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. IIN has taken the lead in the health coaching industry from its inception and provides a comprehensive curriculum that combines nutrition, coaching, and business. We loved the program and have had many listeners ask us about continuing their education in nutrition, health coaching, or even just advancing their personal knowledge about food and nutrition. So we are very excited to be able to offer a discount to Courageous Wellness listeners to study at IIN. The program is completely accessible virtually with lectures led by health, wellness, and medical industry experts. To receive up to $2,500 off your tuition, you can use our names, Allie French or Erica Stein, at the time of enrollment to receive the tuition discount. We have also included a link in the show notes that will take you directly to IIN to learn more about their wonderful programs. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so delighted to have you and to have this conversation. So just to get us started, can you share a little bit with our audience about your personal background and how that may have led you to the work and the space that you're now in? Um, yeah, just to start off there. Sure. So I grew up in Houston, Texas, growing up in a normal immigrant family, as many of us are. And then I used to go to India every year, every year, every other year with my family. And growing up, it was kind of weird because I was a Texas girl, but I'd go to India and my grandma would always treat us with turmeric and weird spices and cumin. Like her toolkit for managing us was totally different than my parents when we were here or than my pediatricians. And so I just grew up thinking, that's weird. Okay, who knows? I guess everyone has different styles. And then lo and behold, by the time I hit high school, I had always been like the sickling in the family chronically seasick, air sick, anything sick, and I would catch everything. So I was taking chronic antibiotics through high school. And moving into college, I started to notice this pattern where everyone in my family was diabetic. 
And every time we went to India, someone would pass away of the advanced stages of diabetes. And I was like, wait a minute. So everyone dies of diabetes, but they were so successful and hardworking. But then I'm the sick one in this family. So really, I'm like the one who's going to end up this way. I have to find a solution to this. And by the time I reached college, I was in India. I was disastrously sick, which happens. You eat like one bite of chutney and you're done for. Um, And this Dr. Gupta was sitting in his clinic and I'm sitting there like writhing, uncomfortable. And he says, well, here's your prescription. And I remember looking at it and I was like, can you tell me what you're about to drop into my body? And he explained, oh, that's an antibiotic and these are for symptoms. And I was like, you know what? No, no, nothing y'all have done so far has actually worked for me. We're going to drop that antibiotic down a couple notches. You didn't recommend a probiotic. And no, I'm not taking anything for symptoms. And I got mad at my parents and I said, look outside these doors. We're in the land of yoga and Ayurveda. We have to go find a better way. And that set off this whole journey of going through India to every Ayurveda center, to every guru. I sat at their feet. I started asking questions. I was like, wow, Ayurveda is the solution to most things I struggle with. How do I take this body of medicine and health and healing and bring it to the West in a way that we'll actually use? Because it's a huge system and it's not easy to apply to ourselves. But once I started living the lifestyle, I was like, wow, as a woman, as a mother, as an entrepreneur, if I didn't have Ayurveda, I'd be in big trouble. So let me show the world how to use the system so we can heal ourselves. Wow. wow. Thank you so much for sharing your journey. It's it's pretty incredible. And I think one a lot of, of people can relate to. Um, just to start, can you maybe explain to our audience what Ayurveda is if they aren't familiar with it as well. And you mentioned living the Ayurvedic lifestyle. So can you kind of break down what that is as well for our audience? Sure. So just like we have traditional Chinese medicine, which encompasses acupuncture and Qigong and herbology and all the different ways that a Chinese medicine, traditional Chinese medicine doctor could treat us. In India, we had a similar system going. It's 5,000 years old. It's an entire system of medicine. It covers all the subspecialties, but it also teaches us how to sleep how to eat, how to honor the digestive fire as the center of all health. So over 5,000 years ago, there was already a system that said your gut is the key to everything. And then it also teaches us how to live according to the rhythms of nature. We call that circadian rhythm, but how to live with the rhythms of nature instead of fighting against it. And then Ayurveda also shows us nutrition, detoxification rituals, It's really the science of life. That's what Ayurveda means. It's a way of life and it's a way of honoring our mind-body constitution, our dosha, and really respecting our body as individual. And the goal is really bring body, mind, and spirit into alignment. And as long as we do that and live a preventive lifestyle, then we can have vibrant health. Like we can be so energized and joyful and healthy that then all this talk of anti-aging, longevity and stuff, It's not even hard because we already live that lifestyle. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, we haven't done an episode in quite a while on Ayurveda and Ayurveda principles. So I think this is like really timely and I know it's become more like, I guess in the West and Western culture, people are like more aware of it now. But just like anything, you know, things can become trendy and, you know, maybe diluted in the, in the way that they are um, incorporated. Um, so you sharing about sort of like that it's a whole body system and that it's not just um, it's it's like a lifestyle in addition to kind of a system to treat or uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. So thank you for sharing that. And then I'm wondering, can you, you mentioned the doshas, which um, is the, you said the digestive fire, the type of kind of, I don't know, I bet you could, you could explain it better than I could. So would you mind breaking those down? Cause I know there are different types and that we all have it, all the types, but that some people are more prone to certain kind of energy than others. So could you share what those are and the, the qualities that each one has? Sure. Yes. So the doshas are a big concept out of Ayurveda. And what it means is we are individually all born at our time of birth and to the parents we are born from and made up of into our dosha. And the doshas are explained using the five elements. So 
earth, fire, air, water, and ether. And the way we group it together is air and ether, which are about movement. And you can imagine wind energy and that that air energy, that's a vata person. So the first dosha is called vata, and it's made up of those elements. And that person tends to be thin and wiry. It tends to be someone whose mind goes 100 miles a minute. It's someone who's considered a busybody. They never sit down. They never rest. They've always got stuff going on. They're usually the creative. They're the artist. They're the ones who's like creating art pieces and jumping from project to project. So there's so many benefits. And then some of the negatives or drawbacks of being a vata is you can't stop your mind from going a mile a minute. Your sleep is disruptive. Your digestion isn't very strong. Um, you never finish what you start. So you're considered flaky. So there's certain attributes to the vata, certain disease patterns, certain health struggles that a vata person will suffer from. And vata people are out there, I think of them as the artist or the yogi. They're someone who can survive on green juice and hummus and dip all day and crackers, and they don't really need a real meal. So that's one archetype, the vata. The second is pitta. Pitta is fire with some water. And the pitta person is more medium-bodied, they can have early graying, reddish skin, reddish hair, like a reddish tone to them because they're fire. And this person is fiery personality, entrepreneurial, ambitious, go-getter, um, all those things. They're very like type A go. But the negative to a pitta person is they can be jealous. They can get angry. They can be explosive. They can ignite. So kind of think of every word that describes a volcano. Those are some of the negative aspects of being a pitta if you're not balanced and if you're not managed. I personally am a pitta. And so I have to chronically manage my, my desires to impact the world with my ability to stay balanced and cool, calm, and collected so I can be a nice mom at the end of my day. And so I'm always reaching for coconut water and cooling foods and peppermint teas. I'm, I'm managing myself like a furnace to make sure that I'm balanced in all the right moments. And then uh, that same person is going to be into spicy foods. A pitta person has very strong digestion. A pitta person can have like heartburn, acid reflux, anything that's inflammatory and heated because they are overheated in inherently. And then you have the third type, guffa. Guffa person is earth with water. So they're going to be grounded. They're going to be loyal. This is a more big boned person. They're stronger. They can lift heavier. They have thick, curly, curly, luscious hair. Um, they've got big round eyes. This is really like mama, home, you know, mother nature, your grandma. You, she, she is a woman who's going to be, or a man, who's so loving and comforting and grounding to everyone around them. And their traits are that they're loyal. They're very one thing at a time. They say one thing at a time. They do one thing at a time, but they finish what they start very consistent, uh, very kind, compassionate, and giving. And a kapha person can tend to have slower digestion, tendency to gain weight, tendency to have mucus-type issues. It's that earth-water combination. Um, a kapha person can struggle with having the motivation they need to get up and off the couch and get going. And so we have a certain homework and, and recommendation set for them so that they stay productive and successful and doing the things that matter for them as well. So those are like a quick summary of the three doshas. And we all have a primary dosha and a secondary dosha. And so it's important to take a dosha quiz. I have one on my website. People can take and learn their dosha quickly and then get the tips they need to start balancing it as well. That's so interesting. I was going to ask, but you kind of answered it. So you're born with your dosha, like that's Correct. even the primary and the secondary. So it wouldn't change throughout your life. Well, it does change. So mm. a lot of people are born with it. Like I am mm -hmm. born to pitta parents. I am a pitta. But after having kids, I became so guffa. And I couldn't figure out how, why I didn't feel like myself and my body, why I felt heavier. I felt slower. I felt like something was wrong. Like I couldn't motivate myself. I couldn't get up and do the things I needed to do. So yes, we can easily become imbalanced. Even people become vata imbalanced. Like in this modern day time, it's easy to be vata imbalanced. I can even sense sometimes when my vata mind is going 200 miles a minute and I have to calm myself down and say one strategy at a time, not 200. So we can become imbalanced. And that's usually when I sit down with people, do a consultation and work them back to getting into alignment with their original dosha. 
Yeah, that's so interesting. So I was going to say I w- those quizzes are so interesting, but I'm sure it's much more meaningful if this is something you're interested in to work with somebody because I think probably a lot of people, especially in the post-pandemic society, are even more imbalanced than ever. You know, I totally. see it in myself. I see it in people around me. You know, it's just been a great shakeup the last few years. And yeah. something that um, is so interesting to me as well is I know you really work with Ayurveda, you know, and you have a focus on inflammation and gut health too, which is something we're so interested in. And um, I'm even dealing, I know you dealt with like a sports injury and I have a shoulder injury. And so I'm so interested in um, how you work with Ayurveda. Um, Maybe we can start with inflammation, which I'm sure is tied to the gut too, but how can we help ourselves in that way through these Ayurvedic principles? You know, one big principle in Ayurveda is called Agni. Agni means fire. And so if you take that digestive fire and you imagine yourself to have a fire in your gut that is there to support you. It's there to process the food that we take in, assimilate it, absorb it, remove whatever does not serve. It's there to fire up and give us the brain we want. It's there to fire us up and give us the energy that we want. It it brings us into alignment. That fire is to be honored, revered, and managed very consciously. And so if we can honor the digestive fire by waking it up every morning and igniting it, if we can manage how we eat throughout the day with consciousness and really tuning into our intuition, if we can then at the evening tend to that campfire and say, okay, we're done campfire. We're not going to put you out, but we're going to like close you down for the night so that the body can reset, clear all the pathways, clear the, you know, lymphatic system, glymphatic system, all those things. And then we're going to start again the next day then we're truly supporting ourselves. So the issue is that most people running around have chronic low-grade persistent inflammation going on. It's something we kicked off in our 20s or our 30s or any traumatic event can do it or any unhealthy habits. We click on those light switches of inflammation and then we never turn them off. And so Ayurveda says we must do detoxes annually. We must use super spices and superfoods to reduce that systemic inflammation. We must focus on gut health as paramount. We must fix sleep to reduce inflammation. And if we do these things, not in an obsessive way, but in a honoring, kind, good way, then we can repair anything. The body wants to be healed. The body wants to be at homeostasis. And so really we have to get inflammation out of the way and get ourselves out of the way so the body can stay healed and well. And so whenever I've had an issue That's why I developed something around turmeric. I was like, I need turmeric just so I can high dose it when I irritate my shoulder or my elbow or whatever I irritate at the gym or hurt. And then also because I need a defense system. I learned early on, I need an immune system that can support me or I will just be sick and in bed 365 days of the year. And so I lean on everything I just said and turmeric and the two together give me that support I need. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand that began as a luxury day spa in Austin, Texas, and has since grown to include eight locations across Texas and Los Angeles, California, as well as a line of bath, body, and skincare products born from the spa. One of Milk and Honey's best-selling products is the natural deodorant, which is loved by Zoe Kravitz and was featured in her Vogue's Beauty Secrets video. I've been using the baking soda free version exclusively for over two, three years. This gentle aluminum free baking soda free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. It never gave me any itchy red bumps when I switched over and passed the smell test, even after an intense workout. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. In addition to clean deodorant, their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, Supergoop, and more. Some favorite products of mine other than the deodorant include Milk and Honey's Gel Cleanser, Supergoop Glow Screen and SPF 40, which I now buy on their site, and Osea's Body Oil and Vegas Nerve Oil, which activates the body's relaxation response and helps regulate stress. 
Their spas are also lovely, and we are both big fans of their spa treatments. And we now offer discounts at both the online boutique and spa locations on all spa and med spa treatments. We are also thrilled to partner with Milk and Honey to offer a courageous wellness spa package called the Courageous Wellness Retreat at a discounted rate. The Courageous Wellness Retreat combines a 60-minute milk and honey signature massage, which is a Swedish massage tailored to your needs, focusing on relaxation and stress relief combined with body brushing, an exfoliating and detoxifying treatment that uses a natural bristle brush that you get to take home to stimulate your lymph and circulation while also reviving dull skin. Courageous Wellness listeners can enjoy 20% off your next order at milkandhoney.com and 20% off your first spa service at any Milk and Honey location with code CWPODCAST. Visit milkandhoneyspa.com to find a location near you. And if you want to try the Courageous Wellness Spa package offered at a special rate, use the code Courageous Wellness Retreat to redeem. This is not able to be combined with any other discount or promotion. You can also find all the information in our show notes. We are so excited to offer our listeners a new discount to one of the best probiotic supplements on the market, Seed. If you are a regular listener of the podcast, then you know that Allie and I are both very serious when it comes to the importance of gut health and building a thriving microbiome. I personally have been using seed for close to a year now and have noticed a big difference in my digestion and bloating. I am devoted to taking seed every single morning before food, and I'm really excited to share their daily symbiotic with our audience. The formulation of the daily symbiotic combines a probiotic and prebiotic is vegan and gluten-free and includes 24 clinically studied naturally occurring strains, not found in yogurt or fermented foods and beverages and lives up to the highest standards for human and planetary health. Yes. And in addition to being a really reliable probiotic and prebiotic supplement, seed is committed to creating science-based education for all those that partner with them through accountable advertising at seed university. This is where we are all committed to not spreading misinformation about health on the internet. Pretty important, right? Also, I personally love their commitment to sustainability with a refill system and all recyclable or biodegradable packaging materials. Erica and I only advertise products that we use and feel are of benefit to us and by extension could be of value to our community as well. If you would like to order seed daily symbiotics to incorporate into your own gut health routine, go to seed.com and use the code courageous 15 at checkout for 15% off or click on the link in our show notes. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. If someone feels, you know, I'm trying to think you, you mentioned something about like the society that we live in and that oftentimes whatever our primary dosha is, like we can easily become out of balance because maybe there's just like, even if you're not a vata, there seems to be a lot of vata (laughs) energy Um, or, or the opposite too. Like, I mean, like this feeling of imbalance sometimes are the world that we live in is not always very supportive of staying in homeostasis or staying in balance. So if someone, um, feels like they're dealing with some chronic inflammation or they feel out of balance, um, having some digestive issues. I know that turmeric can be very, very supportive in that, as you were just saying. Um, and how would someone want to incorporate that? Cause, because I imagine like I worry, not worry, but I think sometimes we, we take have, a pill for our problems. We take a pill for our problems. So yes. it's like, oh, I can supplement my way out of this, right? Sure. And it seems to be like there's so much more wisdom and complexity to this 5,000-year-old system. So how would you kind of approach that mindset as far as if someone wants to incorporate turmeric, which I know can be very powerful and has been for people in my life too, but it's it's one component of the equation, right? Sure. So 
these are such great questions. You guys are, are amazingly contemplative in a podcast, which I love because normally I don't get to go that deep. Um, it's interesting. Modern day society is easily igniting and pro like pushing us to be more vata. When I'm on social media, I'm pulled in 2000 directions. Oftentimes I say, I'm just going to go on Instagram and message this person. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, what just happened? Why am I watching Bridgerton? I don't even know what happened to me. <laughs> so it's so funny how the mind can just be moved like that. And in the same way, we can be so exhausted because we're overwhelmed, overtouched over everything in our day. And then we're in this very guffa mood and we're resting. And many times I'm like, I just need a glass of wine. I just need some nachos. I just, and as every time I have that thought, I'm like, why? Why do you need the thing? Tell me, why do you need the crutch right now? And I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. What could I do instead? Let's hydrate with electrolyte water. Let's have a cup of tea. So I find for myself, because the day can be long, because there's so much to it, I have to know already all the things I'm going to reach for to stay in balance. Now, when it comes to our health, I built a turmeric supplement company about seven years ago. And so many people were like, oh my gosh, your turmeric works. My uh, knee pain, my chronic joint pain, my, my hands not working anymore, my back pain, all of it you fix. And I was like, okay, great. I love that I made a potent turmeric and I, I built it to work. But we must have that second conversation where just because it works doesn't mean you don't have to do the work. The work is still fix your sleep, fix your gut, reduce inflammatory foods, because otherwise you'll be relying on a pill forever. And that's not the point, even of Ayurvedic herbs and spices. That's not the point. The point is put the body into a position of strength so that we age gracefully. So we age with joy. So we're investing in that vibrancy. I tell people, look, each decade, we should be reevaluating our entire diet and lifestyle to shift for what this next phase looks like. As I guide women on their health, I'm like 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s are completely different ball games of blueprint that we need to write out. We should consider completely changing our diet based on our blood work, based on our needs, based on what's happening to us. So to answer your question, yes, I think tumor can be such a powerful support. I think it simmers down that chronic low-grade persistent inflammation. Let's get ourselves to healed and sometimes something potent and effective can do that for us. But once you're feeling better, then we need to have that next conversation of, okay, can we give up one inflammatory food at a time? Can we at least go 80% with it? Okay, now the second one. Okay, now what are you willing to do to feel even better? Because I want people to feel so good that then they're addicted to feeling good and they won't let that go. That's always my goal. Yeah, it makes so much sense. And and you're speaking our language. I mean, just going from my 20s to my 30s, like everything is so different, you know, and things that worked for me in my 20s do not work for me anymore in my 30s. And so I think, but it's not something it's interesting, because I feel like that's not something that people talk about a lot. It's almost like your body is supposed to look this one way for your entire life or this diet is supposed to work with for you for your entire right. It's so not um, I, I, like, I just feel like this conversation about like, be open to change is not as common as it should be. And, um, even as you're talking about, I'm like, I need to get on your turmeric supplement clearly. Cause I've <laughs> been dealing, but, but as you mentioned, like, I think it could really help me and I've been dealing with chronic pain for quite some time. So I know it's, it, we can't bandaid over these things and then expect it not to come back. Cause it comes back, right. <laughs> or it comes out in different ways. So, um, I just find that like, yes, you're speaking, speaking my language, you're speaking our language. And, and I'm curious too, because I, I know all of the doshas, um, are different obviously. And, um, and, and we're talking now about turmeric and inflammation. And I'm wondering too, if anyone is interested in just starting, are there any other kind of across the board herbs that can also support us in addition to turmeric that maybe all of us could benefit from in some way? Absolutely. There's a whole, we have a box in every Indian kitchen called the masala. You can call it a masala box. We call it masala honey, but this box is 
the basic spices we use every day in our cooking. And I didn't respect that at all when I was a kid. I was like, Indian food, oh, it's so boring, which is what my kids tell me. And they eat proper fresh Indian vegetarian food four to five days a week. And I'm like, you can dislike me for it, but that is what I consider healthy food for you guys. Um, So number one, turmeric. Turmeric to me is anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, it extends our telomeres. Like to me, turmeric is my favorite above all. And from what I've seen, 99.9% of people, it tolerates well in them. Very, I've, I haven't met anyone who said they were allergic to turmeric. I've heard many say, share they were t- allergic to black pepper, which I thought was interesting. I consume a lot of black pepper and red pepper in my life. Um, number two would be ginger. Turmeric is from the ginger family. Ginger is exceptional. Ginger is gut protective, uh, gut lining protective, it's so gut healing. It, it ignites agni, the digestive fire that I mentioned at the beginning. So if you have ginger lemon tea in the morning or just ginger tea and you sip it before any meal, boom, you've opened up that digestive fire. Um, another favorite I have is cumin. So a lot of people in these recent years come up to me and they're like, I went vegan. And I'm like, oh God, you're going to be in a lot of pain. Um, that's great. Every diet is great. I think be careful that you get your nutrient density and everything you need, please. But (laughs) if you're going to go vegan and you're going to eat a lot of beans, most people are not suited to digest them. I'm Indian. A lot of the Latin cultures are ready for black beans and and hard to digest beans, but that doesn't mean every ethno ethnic background um, is ready for it. So I tell people take cumin, heat it in oil, then add the beans on top for them to digest better. We also have a spice called hing. Hing in the plant name is called asafoetida. Amazing spice, super stinky, but super effective at helping you digest all your lentils. So if we're going to eat any leftovers in my home, I will reheat oil with those two spices, then put the lentils on, then we may eat it. But we're not going to eat old food without giving the body the spices it needs to digest those foods. We also love fennel. Fennel after a meal, if you think about it, every Indian restaurant has fennel seeds in a little bowl on your way out. Why? Because they don't want you to have pain after you ate there. That fennel will help you soothe the lining and soothe the gut for that food. Um, Another is ashwagandha. I love ashwagandha. It's a neurocognitive herb. It helps us have more strength. It has, it's adaptogenic. So it's going to give us like the... If we're up, if we're anxious and stressed, it'll calm us down. If we're depressed and having the blues, it'll lift us up. Um, and there's so many more, but I'll just leave it at that. There's so many cilantro will detox heavy metals. You know, like it, we have like hundreds of herbs and spices, but those are a lot of my favorites. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. You know, as you were speaking, it, it just may, reminds me that there's so much, um, like intelligence in colon, in rich culinary, um, cuisines from yes. around the world. And I think we shouldn't underestimate that. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Indian food and I find it far from boring, <laughs> but, um, but just the amount of spices there, you know, the, it's not by accident that these like rich culinary um, cult- and cultural foods like developed in a way that is supportive of digestion. And it's, it's as you were saying too, even for kind of like Latin American cultures that have black beans as a part of their cuisine in, in many dishes. Um, cumin is also typically a part of that. Um, like in, in Mexican food. And, um, I was just thinking as you're naming these spices, clearly I'm a big foodie and I love eating, but, uh, there's so much intelligence in, in these cuisines too. And I find that to be so, um, I don't know. I get excited by that. I get kind of like nerdy about it because food, spices, herbs, as you're talking about, can be so beneficial. And it's it's a reminder that our bodies are biological organisms in the greater kind of, you know, picture of, of the planet and and that we're connected in that way and that, you know, food can really be not just harmful, but can be incredibly medicinal. And um, it's how we use it that uh, I think determines a lot of our sort of symptoms or how we feel, as you said. And, And you also continue to say, you know, it's not just about physical 
health, but joy too, and experiencing certain emotions. And I think that's an important thing to not leave out. Like, as you said that a few times, I'm like, yeah, that's a really important part of our experience of life and about the idea of feeling good. It's not just like, oh, not having my, you know, not having like, yeah, exactly. Or like, or not just like experiencing symptoms of a certain kind too, but to be able to also say like, yeah, I feel good. And I also am able to feel joy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a part of the conversation that doesn't need to be forgotten. Absolutely. I think we, we fall into that pattern, especially when we talk on health. Mm -hmm. I'm so obsessed with health. So a lot of what I'm doing is prevention. But then I also ask myself the question of life is short. Like, are you really going to take everything out? Are you going to take out all the joy, all the fun? And people ask me, people feel so guilty eating around me. They're like, I can't drink my Coke. Shivani's here. I can't eat my gum. Shivani's here. I'm like, guys, I'm not here to judge you. Yeah. We all have to 80, 20 or 90, 10 our lives. Like if you go out with me, you'll see, I want the foods too. I have to live within certain food rules. I have no choice. If I'm not gluten-free, if I'm not watching what I eat, I'm just going to die. Like my gut can't take it as much work as I do on my gut. And so, yeah, I I really do look at it as, okay, I want to work so hard. I want to build great things, but I will not sacrifice my health. And then how do I invest in self-care in a rhythm throughout my day so that I can have the level of joy and happiness and self-awareness that I have? Like, how can I have my total potential energy and use it throughout the day because it used to be that I'd end my day. And as a mom, I was done. I had nothing left in the tank for my kids. My kids got the worst version of me. And then I would feel bad. I realized that when I evaluated any given year, I was like, wow, well, I'm a great entrepreneur. I'm a great teacher. I'm a great speaker. I can do a lot of things on the internet and I'm the worst mom. And so if I had to measure myself, that's the one category I didn't want to feel like I was the, the least energized. And so I flipped the script. I was like, okay, well, how do I manage my workouts so I get what I want? How do I manage my evenings so we're all in nature and healing and and doing fun things? And how do I bring more joy in overall? Yeah. And I think the the component too that I feel like also gets missed a lot. I mean, it's talked about, but I think a lot of times because there's such a focus on nutrition and supplements or quick fixes, right? Like even, you know, there's so many things people are doing right now to get results quickly that are, you know, who knows the impact on their long-term health. But I I think this, this conversation about stress and how it impacts, right? Like our gut and our digestion is, um, is missed a lot because I imagine it plays a really big component. Like you can take, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like if you take all the herbs and you eat the cleanest diet, but you're under chronic stress, you're, you're not going to get the results that you want, or you're still going to be in pain or fatigued, right? Like the impact of stress on our body is so, um, monumental. And so, yeah, like just thinking about those people and Ali and I have been in those situations where people are like, oh, I can't drink a Coke in front of you. Cause you know, um, you know, you know, don't judge me. And it's like, I would never judge somebody for like, go enjoy that Coke, go enjoy whatever it is that you want. Because, you know, again, like stress is such a detriment to our health. So I don't know if you can also speak to on, I I know Ayurveda too is so like whole body and, and how do you also work with people to manage those stress levels? Well, when I sit down with people in a consultation, I want to first understand family history and dosha because it's such a big part of where they are now. And you really have to understand what's their goal. Um, Oftentimes, people think they're fine and their sleep is horrible. Their, um, Their inflammation is there. It's so clear in the symptomology. And you're like, well, let's let's go backwards and talk about what's really um, the root cause of everything. When it comes to stress resilience, I think we underestimate as a society how much our lack of stress resilience is going to impact our long-term health. And to me, it's a really scary situation because we're consuming. I know for myself, sometimes I'm consuming Facebook watch on my phone and like law and order or some show will come on and it's about kidnappings and bad things happening. And I'm like, wait a minute, that wasn't part of my ethos. 
that wasn't part of my world. I didn't think about my kids getting kidnapped from driveways and all these things. So why am I allowing the negativity of society to come into my body and create new little fear bubbles that can cause trouble? Why am I allowing um, other people's fears? Why am I allowing the societal consciousness? We talked about pandemic. Talk about a horrible 2020. We all went through a huge trauma thinking we were going to die. That caused inevitable stress in our systems. We have to recognize that and then do the work to release it. And each of us is so different. We have different modalities we can reach to for that. I love acupuncture and chiropractic. I love medical massage. I love infrared sauna. For others, it may be going to a naturopath. It may be going to a homeopath. Maybe homeopathic medicine is the best for you. When it comes to children, I'm always like, please go to homeopathic first. It's it's exceptional. Um, there's so many modalities. There's Reiki and energy medicine, which is so powerful. So each of us needs to build our toolkit. I call it my dream team. I have amazing dream team practitioners who I go to where I'm like, I am having a problem. I can't fix my problem. I need your help. And they're always like, Shivani, you have the whole toolkit. And I'm like, I know, but you are part of my dream team. You're part of what lets me stay optimal and healthy and joyful and whole. And then I can serve. And when it comes to stress, that's one thing I think about a lot because I'm building a supplement company and it's not easy. My goal is to impact all of Western medicine and have them give us turmeric instead of anti-inflammatories. So it's like a big behemoth dream. It also causes stress. And so inside of myself, I'm like, are you going to cause stress in your system and create disease when you know better? That makes no sense. Like, this is total conflict. Why can't you just chill out and relax and do nothing? Like, why do you have to be so intense? But I think we also have to honor our dharma, like our purpose on earth, what we were brought here to do, and then figure out that balance for ourselves. What is it? And so for me, I work the hours I consider reasonable. And then I stop. I take my weekends and I chill out. I do nothing. And I really recover. Or I go in nature to the beach and I really like decompress with nature so that I'm healed and balanced and ready to go at it again. And then I practice all the Ayurvedic self-care rituals, dry brushing, oil pulling, abhyang massage, meditation and yoga are sister sciences to Ayurveda. So we are, of course, big fans of incorporating those. I find meditating a little hard. I'm a pretty um, 100 miles a minute person inside of this brain. So instead of meditation, I walk in nature every night. I take 30, 45 minutes and I walk. And that's my way to process and relax and, and really try to clear up my headspace. And then my favorite self-care ritual is called tea time is me time. So I teach everyone to take little breaks throughout the day, sip a cup of tea, check in with yourself and really ask yourself questions. So your intuition can bring up the answers. Our intuition will tell us, hey, you need to eat today. You are not setting yourself up for success. You know that headache? It's because you're dehydrated. Uh, you didn't stop and take your supplements yet today, and it's already afternoon. Our own intuition knows. Our heart knows. Our brain knows. So tea time is me time is my way to pause even in meetings. No one has to know that I'm checking in with myself. And I'll check in and I'll say, oh, okay. And I'll adjust my week, I'll adjust my day, I'll adjust my schedule. I'll say, hey, you're running to a six o'clock event, you better eat dinner on the way, you know you're not going to get food, that kind of thing. And that to me has been the biggest game changer that allows me to have the resilience to deal with whatever life throws at me. Yeah, that's great. It makes a lot of sense. And again, also talks and touches on the intuitive part of it all too, like creating space and time to maybe hear those answers that we can get from our mind and heart and um, even in our body too. And so, yeah, I think that's a wonderful way for people to, um, to start to kind of like reflect on how they might do that in their own day and how that it can look different for everybody, but just to carve out those little moments of kind of checking in with yourself, um, I guess can be, it can be really powerful. So thank you for sharing all of that. If someone is um, listening to the conversation and interested in exploring Ayurveda more, of, of course, they can obviously look at you, take a quiz to start and understand their dosha. Um, but where would you suggest perhaps 
like starting, if they could do one thing in their day to day or something to help um, kind of integrate some of the these kind of balancing principles behind it. Is there a place that you would suggest starting with a single step? Sure. Um, on my website, I have tons and tons of YouTube videos. That's where a lot of people start. They watch all the videos and then they're like, okay, I now understand all the self-care rituals, all the sleep. I practice this one thing. So that's usually, you. I can say YouTube or Instagram. I post on both every single day. And I'm really trying to show everyone the approachable, easy way to start putting these Ayurvedic practices in place. Because it's good to try one, get it on board, get it as a habit, then the next, then the next, um, and go from there. Like one easy one is using a tongue scraper. A tongue scraper from Ayurveda that's a simple habit but it'll ignite digestion, detox the body, massage all the organs of the body. It's a self-care habit. So you're starting your day on a positive note. It's easy because you have it stack it right on top of brushing your teeth. So you're going to brush your teeth and then in five seconds, you can use a tongue scraper. But all of a sudden you've done one Ayurvedic thing in your day. Now we can talk about the next, then we can talk about the next. So yeah, so I post a ton of videos and that's usually the best way to, to immerse in this. Are you currently working with clients one-on-one? I also saw you have this method that's like a course that you provide to your um, clients as well. Yes, I do both. I do Ayurveda consultations because oftentimes people need to understand what their dosha is and what next steps they should take. I created Fusionary Method as a six-week program to immerse people in. I don't know if people are sick of Zoom, though, so I'm not seeing as many people willing to do online programs. Um, So usually they want me to personally tell them what they should be doing from the Ayurveda perspective, which is fine, too. And then I teach a lot online because um, the supplements, the teas, the herbs that I'm into, that whole sector is kind of growing really fast. And so, so much of my energy goes there, but I do enjoy the one-on-ones because a lot of people have sleep issues, gut issues, or inflammation, which is any itis in the body. And they need that guidance on how to start reversing that. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom today. I think this is a really great foundation for anybody who's interested in learning more about Ayurveda or incorporating these principles into their life. I know it can be very powerful. Um, And as we begin to wrap up, we ask three wrap up questions for all of our guests. So I will start with the first one. We talked a little bit about some of the uh, self-care things we can do to incorporate Ayurvedic practices into our life. But I'm curious on a day-to-day basis, what does your self-care look like? And do you have any non-negotiables for yourself? Yes. My non-negotiables, my tongue scraper, tea time is me time, deep sleep tea before I go to bed to relax my mind and digestive system for a perfect night's sleep and honoring sleep as one of the most important health habits. So I try very hard to sleep close to 10 p.m. because we teach that sleeping 10 to 2 is the most powerful way to detox the body and support the body. And then inherently, because I'm a fitta, I have hunger like a crazy person. So I always carry my food around so that I get my three square meals because you don't want to know me if I don't eat. Thank you. I deeply relate to that. I think from this conversation, I think my primary dosha is also pitta. Um, and I do have food on me at most times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So great. Um, the next question we always ask is what does being courageous mean to you? Mm. I think being courageous means sticking to your guns when it comes to your health. A lot of times people are like, just have a bite, just try the thing. And I look at them like, poison is poison. I really can't do that. I've, I've, as I've aged, I'm in my early forties, but as I go through my years, I become more courageous about speaking my truth and speaking into health matters. We must invest in our health. We know we have to. So why act like we don't? And so I've just really become much more of an advocate and much more outspoken about my very strong beliefs on health, where before I wouldn't really share them. I'd be like, that's fine. You do that. And now I'm like, absolutely do what you want. But eventually, if you want help, I'm here or just honor some self-care and some healthy habits, you know? Yeah. Thank you. And then the final question is, um, do you have a book recommendation for our audience? It can be 
really on anything, but just something that's meant something to you. Sure. So Dr. Lod, who's the father of Ayurveda in the United States, wrote a book called Ayurveda, the, I think it's called Ayurveda, the practice of self-healing. Um, it has self-healing in the title, but it's a very small book and it's a great introduction to Ayurveda. So I always give my copies away because I want people to just immerse in Ayurveda and understand how beautifully we can practice aspects of this lifestyle and then feel incredible shifts in our lives. Thank you. So if anyone wants to find you, follow you, work with you, where can they do all of those things? Sure. So my website is shivanigupta.com, S-H-I-V-A-N-I, Gupta. And then um, I'm at Gupta on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, all the fun places. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.